You're listening to the Get Your Head in the Game podcast, a show that shines a light on mental health in the sports community and manifests a dialogue amongst those looking to make a change. My name is Josh Kim, and I'm a journalist and photographer best known for my creative work across the sports landscape. And I'm sitting down with athletes, sports professionals, and coaches alike to talk about their own personal correlations between sports and mental health. Please be advised that the content discussed in this podcast contains mature subject matter and that listener discretion is advised. In episode 11, I'm honored to be joined by Keyshawn Mystery, a digital content producer with the MLB and one of Canada's most recognized names when it comes to content creation. From his work at TSN and Bar Down, to his coverage of the Raptors' championship run with Yahoo Sports Canada, Keyshawn's work has taken social media by storm as he's produced some of the most iconic photos in Toronto sports history. Now working remotely during the pandemic, Keyshawn joins the podcast to talk about his mentality behind his work, how he deals with the ups and downs of the sports industry, and some of the most memorable moments from his career so far. As I said off the top, another exceptional guest joins me on episode 11 of the Get Your Head in the Game podcast, Keyshawn Mystery. He's currently a social content producer with the MLB as well as Uninterrupted. He's worked with TSN and Yahoo Sports Canada, where he documented the Raptors championship run. And last but certainly not least, he's one of my main points of inspiration when it comes to digital content, which is why I'm thrilled to have him on with me. Keyshawn, man, how are you? How are things going during year two of pandemic life? It's yeah, been, it's been a long time, but we're, we're still we're still grinding away here. Yeah, it's crazy. We're 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 coming upon a year of uh, I guess the WHO uh, declaring it a pandemic, and it's really funny. Um, just kind of reflecting back to where I was last year. I was I was in Florida. I was covering spring training for the MLB, and the night before I was supposed to head home, like I was supposed to head home on the 12th, regardless. But it was so funny. I was in my hotel room, and I was I was looking at all the tweets and the NBA. Uh, first, like all the, those notifications popping up of like, oh, the, the, the Thunder and Jazz game is postponed. And then the season is uh, up in the air. And then like, finally, like seasons like uh, postponed, suspended. So it was a crazy time. And like, uh, when I was heading home on the 12th, when all the leagues started to get canceled, I, w- I was getting messages from people being like, so what are you going to do now? And like, I was still just trying to get home. Like I had a layover in Atlanta. So like, it was like a, a, a long ride home anyways, but um, it's just crazy looking back at, at, at the whole year it's been. And like, it's nothing much has changed in Canada. I don't think like things are getting better in the U S I, so, so it seems like with all the vaccinations and stuff, but it's, it's a crazy year to just to kind of sit back and reflect on everything that's happened. Yeah, it's crazy that that event in particular just unites everyone. And when everyone talks about where this all started, they all remember what they were doing, where they were. So that's a great segue into our conversation today, which we're going to discuss a topic that has been accented because of this pandemic, especially. So my first question, my que- and it's a question that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, is why is mental health important? It definitely kickstarts the dialogue, um, really opens the discussion right away, right out of the gate. So that's why I'm asking you, why is mental health important to you? Yeah, uh, especially now, like I, mental health is always important. And especially during this year, during the pandemic, when everyone's been at home, it's, it's, it's always important to kind of make sure um, yourself is physically well, but also mentally well as well. And uh, in, in, in addition to your physical health, I think it's, I think it's important as a creative. And I know um, this podcast kind of touches on creatives in the industry. And I think 
if you if you're not well mentally it's gonna affect your work at the end of the day whether it is you kind of striving for your next kind of goal in your career or you just trying to get by whether it is you finding a next job or in school or anything like that it's always important to kind of make sure you set aside time um, because now everything's like work from home so you're always kind of available and on your phone or on your laptop email is always available so it's kind of hard to kind of differentiate like for myself I don't have a an office I just work out of my room so everything that I do in my room is considered my office and consider my workspace right so um, I could be getting an email while I'm let's say watching a Raptors game or watching the Leafs game right um, and then it's kind of up to my decision like do I want to answer this now or kind of wait and just answer it in the morning kind of thing so it's important to kind of turn off and like have things to look forward to um, especially now when there's no events going on, like no social gatherings, none of that, no like going out for dinner or going to the movies or anything like that. So it's important to kind of carve out time, whether it is going for a walk every day. Now, now the weather is getting a lot better. So every day at lunchtime, I take like the hour to myself, go out for a walk, enjoy a nice meal, um, and then come back, feel refreshed. And, and, and just that sun is so important. And I kind of tweeted about this the other day, like just how we take the sun and just daylight for granted because like going through the winter period, I always say February is like my least favorite month because this winter wasn't too bad, but it's just dark. You're over winter. You just want to get going into the spring. But, um, and in terms of, terms of uh, keeping well mentally, I think it's always important to have people to reach out to. Um, And I know like with the stigma getting uh, a lot better, um, people are more aware of what's going on and more kind of, um, not ignorant to this topic. And I think that's the most important bit. And I think, I think even within my own friend group, people are, are not making, making light of, uh, of these kind of topics. And as, as we kind of grow older, these things matter, right? Kind of being well mentally. Uh, my group chat during every morning, we, we always say good morning to everyone and how are we doing? And we're very candid about it. And I think that's, that's important as like growing up, sometimes we're not going to feel right and it's okay to not feel right. But um, having that network of people is always important um, and to having people to reach out to uh, whether it is on social media or just giving someone a call is always important. Yeah, exactly. Even even something as casual as that can go a long way in, in you know, improving someone's mental health just in, in from a day to day standpoint. So before we dive into your career a little bit, I just wanted to ask you from a general standpoint, what is your mentality in preparing to shoot a live event? I know you haven't been to one necessarily in a long time. Uh, You've created content on some of the biggest sports stages in North America. And we shot some of the most recognizable names in the music industry. I mean, just look at Keyshawn's social media page and you can tell. So what goes through your mind when preparing for an event, especially one that is so high profile or in other words, how do you stay focused when you're surrounded by, you know, A-list celebrities? Yeah. Um, Honestly, like heading into event, like even though I've shot a bunch over the, the span of my, my short career already, I, I'm always nervous because at the end of the day, I want to get a photo that kind of goes, not goes viral, but I want a photo that's kind of memorable. And so when people look back on the event, whether it is uh, a basketball game or a hockey game or a concert, I want people to remember that event through one of my photos. Um, so I kind of put that pressure on myself. But once I get into the, the venue, whether it is a concert or, or an arena for sports, I, I, I kind of just dial in and just, just let, 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 my, let my hands and my vision kind of take over. And then there, there'll be like one point during the event where I know like, okay, this is the shot. This is the shot. And, and while the event is happening, like I have that mentality in the back of my head. I don't want to miss a shot. 
And then when you when, once you kind of reach that kind of state in your mind, you're just always on. You're never taking breaks. You're always looking visually. Okay, how can I be um, creative? And and you'll kind of notice when you, when you shoot a sport or shoot a concert so many times. There's also a bunch of other photographers there, right? And so you want to create something that's both different, but also very like impactful to um, kind of creatively and make people kind of think, okay, how did, how did you take that photo? Like what kind of went behind that? And I found that after shooting a bunch of Raptors games uh, in 2019, I thought, okay, like what can I do that's different? And so I started going and shooting from higher different vantage points and kind of using imagery in the arenas to kind of tell different stories. And so like one of my photos of RJ Barrett, for example, uh, during the Welcome Toronto night in, uh, uh, that the Raptors were playing, um, they had Toronto written on the baseline. And I thought it would be really cool to kind of place both RJ and Toronto in the same photo. So just little things like that, that kind of uh, speak larger than the game and kind of make people think, okay, like this is going to be a great photo. Um, rather than just the, the action shots and the shots that you see in the newspaper, you want to make, make a photo kind of stand out. So Heading into a game, I kind of have those, a list of things that maybe I could do and maybe could be creative with, whether it is with players or kind of just uh, ambiance in the arena. But uh, just having being prepared beforehand goes a long way. Yeah, totally. I'm as someone who's also shot live events. I mean, it, it gets pretty nerve wracking being that close to to athletes and and people you just look up to on a daily basis. So, you know, you graduated from Ryerson Sport Media Program and really got your first big break with TSN as a content producer in 2017. Now I've heard the story of how that opportunity came about because I've listened to podcasts that you've been on before, <laughs> but maybe summarize it a bit for our audience and speak about what your primary focus was during that time. I think you were still in university during that time. And so I was just wondering what type of headspace and mentality were you going through during that time when you got your, your first big break, really? Yeah, a little back backstory too. So, um, during university, during my first year, I got a break or in the summer after first year um, with Field Hockey Canada. And that was through Ryerson, just sending opportunities through to our emails. And I thought, hey, I'm not I don't have a job lined up for for this summer. Let's just apply and see what happens. Uh, and at the time, it was just a general like COC, NSO, like you're going to be working during the Pan Am Games. We don't know what uh, organization you're going to be working for. So I went through that interview process and they kind of gave me, okay, the, here's three teams that could be in, of interest of you. And it was like Field Hockey Canada, there's like uh, table tennis and like an archery, I believe it was, was the other one. And they kind of recommended, okay, like you like ice hockey, let's, can you kind of pivot over to field hockey? And like, for me, I never pl played field hockey growing up. I didn't know any of the rules, any of that kind of stuff. So I thought, hey, it's, it's kind of similar to ice hockey, I guess. So might as well. And it's like a team sport too, which is kind of cool. So might as well just go for that one. Ended up getting the position, which was, it was an, it was a summer internship, but it was also paid too. So I know like, um, for that's, that's a whole different other top topic of conversation, but it was a great summer during the 20, it was during 2015 Pan Am games. I was staying downtown, uh, for those couple of weeks and, and really got a sense of, um, what it was like to work in, 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 in the digital space and sports, because at the time, even, even especially during the school, the most of the focus was on like broadcast media and like working in a TV truck or being on air and all that kind of stuff. It, there wasn't much focus um, on like digital media and social media. I know it's changed right now. There's more classes kind of devoted to that and the curriculum is kind of aligned to that kind of style of content. 
But at the time, it was just um, me live tweeting games, me writing game reports, me taking photos, me doing interviews, like all that kind of stuff that I kind of do today. So it was a kind of a really great kind of introduction to the space and kind of getting my foot in the door there. The next summer after, I was working in a restaurant too. So I was shooting concerts and working in a restaurant. And for me, sports and photography didn't really come together until I worked at TSN. For me, like it was two kind of separate things. Like I never had any, like I never shot at Ryerson. I never shot any of the Rams games. I didn't really make that connection together. And I, sh I probably should have earlier my career just to get that experience uh, and get that portfolio together. Um, but it wasn't until kind of 2017 where, where I kind of put out that tweet. So a little bit of a backstory to that too. Um, I started graphics, doing graphic design and kind of hockey and sports and basketball edits during my time in high school. It was me just exploring how to use Photoshop and kind of just me trying to be creative and kind of combining my, my passion for media and, and sports together. And so I kept that up during school. I was kind of known as the graphic design person uh, throughout my years of Ryerson. So every time we had a, a like a, a project or a show or anything like that, I would make all the graphics and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't until, like I said, 2017, when the Blue Jays were in the playoffs in the wildcard game, Edwin and Encarnacion hit a walk-off home run. I saw a great image uh, being shared across Twitter. So I thought, hey, let me put my own spin on it. Went into Photoshop, did... did uh, a little bit of a design and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, let's, let's say 25 minutes later, put it out on the timeline, tagged a bunch of accounts of so Sportsnet, TSN, Bardown, like all these kind of sports accounts, put my phone down and then picked it back up and I saw all these notifications popping in. I was like, oh, what's what's going on here? Saw that Bardown retweeted it, which was awesome. And then got a DM from their managing editor, Dave Cricks, saying like, hey, like there could be an opportunity here. So it started as a little freelance thing. At the time, they didn't have any kind of social media graphics people at all. Um, it was it was just most kindly freelancing. And so during that time, I would just I would be in class or I would be at home and I would just send in all these graphics. Like at the time, I wasn't an intern or anything. I would just send in all these graphics, kind of got their attention, and it kind of turned into an internship and kind of my first kind of big break in the sports uh, media industry. Well, yeah, I think uh, you definitely got the ball rolling for sure, because now they have a whole team dedicated yeah. to graphics and social media. So to see that, you know, just a, just some creative work on the side translate into something like that, I think that inspires and can inspire a lot of people when it comes to, you know, how they want to approach entering the industry and getting their foot in the door. Quite the unique story there. So you then pursued an experience with Yahoo Sports Canada. And looking back at your work from that time, that's where I think, for me at least, because that's when I was beginning to follow you, and I think a lot of people in Toronto were beginning to follow you, that's where you really established yourself as a content creator documenting the Raptors championship mm -hmm. run. So during that surreal period of time, what was going through your mind, at not only as a content creator, but as a Toronto sports fan in general, traveling for road games and seeing your work idolized all over social media from you know a mental mindset standpoint? Yeah, it was crazy. Like for me, like, even even while I was at TSN and taking photos of the Raptors, like I was still putting out the same content. But I guess like with Yahoo strategy and like the people that were following them and especially with Will, William Liu and Alex Wong kind of working with them, kind of having them behind me, kind of sharing my work and reposing my work kind of got that audience bigger. And so I was still doing the same work, but the opportunity was a lot larger being the playoffs and also um, just 
more people kind of sharing my work and being attuned to it. Um, during that time at Yahoo, even though, though it was very short eight month period, I wouldn't be where I am today without that eight months going on and just right place at the right time, especially with the Raptors winning the whole thing and me being able to capture the different moments that went on. And it was such an iconic run. Like there were so many different moments and I can't think of any other kind of playoff runs in the, in the past few years that had those kind of different storylines throughout the whole series. Like, yes, the finals are always exciting, but we had a, a, a crazy first game with Kyle Lowry scoring zero points. And then kind of that whole playing out in Orlando where the, when they end up, ended up winning four games, which never has, they've, they've never done that in the playoffs before. And then second round in Philly, where it was back and forth all the way through going to game seven and different moments happening there. And then, in the third round with the Bucks and Giannis and them going down 0-2 and a little bit of implications of maybe Giannis will be a Raptor in the future too. So that was always a storyline and the different, different kind of things that overtime game um, Kyle fouling out, like all the, those kind of things. And then Fred stepping up and, and having, having his child and then turning from like a, not a great player into a superstar player during that series. And then finally kind of dethroning, uh, the Golden State Warriors, and it's kind of like uh, cathartic too, because we the Raptors kind of shut down that arena too. Like there's no games after that there. They they moved to the Chase Center uh, in San Fran. So capturing that experience was was amazing. Just being on the road, being on the beat. Like I've never done anything like that. I've never covered a team that closely, and just just being there for those moments. And and I'll have those stories like throughout the rest of my career. Obviously, I don't want that to be the peak of my career but I want it to be a kind of stepping stone to get me into different doors. And it's already done that so far. So um, just to kind of sum, sum it up, uh, I was given an opportunity and I, I thought I did a really good job kind of uh, capturing the moments of, of what fans kind of resonated with and kind of being a sports fan, you know, what will perform well on social media too, whether it is a moment in the locker room or a certain photo or a certain person in the arena, having, having that social media producer hat on, during my experience kind of add to the performance and just to see kind of uh, the results be there uh, was kind of special. And obviously as a sports fan, um, being a hockey fan growing up and later becoming a Raptors fan, you know, as a Leafs fan, nothing great has happened for the, for the Leafs in, in so many years. And I, like for me, like I, I barely remember when they were kind of in the second round uh, earlier on uh, when I was growing up. So I, I briefly, recollection of that i was probably in like grade two or grade three or something like that when that happened so um it, it was just amazing and i'll never forget uh that summer of 2019 yeah definitely a, an amazing experience now you mentioned you know following being on that beat and just you know having that constant excitement and that constant drive to work does that ever get mentally tiring to be able to create for that stretch of time and you know really dedicate yourself to your craft and really just, you know, hone in and focus on that particular aspect of life and, you know, not really much else. Like where was the balance kind of during that, that whole hectic period where it felt like the entire city united as one and was, everyone was watching every game all the time and talking about it constantly. So where was the balance? Because you mentioned how important balance is earlier. Where was it? Where was that balance during that time where everything just was so crazy in, in the city? Um, there wasn't much balance, uh, especially with the back and forth, um, just 
going going to Milwaukee and going to Philadelphia. But honestly, it was it was it was such a fun time, and like I didn't see it as work for me. Like it was such it was so cool. I got to travel to the states and and do something I love, which is photography, and to 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 have that as 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 a job and have that to be handed to you. Uh, like I'm, I was so grateful for that. And I know that that is a very credible job and not something that people, I mean, people would do it for free. Um, but j- just to be in that moment and maybe, maybe if I was doing that constantly 24 seven, I would get burnt, burnt out. But for those two, three months, I was just in locked in. Like I wanted to kind of make a name for myself during that period. And I, I did everything possible, uh, whether it was kind of covering the game, game to day game kind of stuff. And like a lot, a lot of times, like people don't know what goes on after. So like as a social producer, uh, me, me and me and my coworker, we would be at the arena to like two in the morning. And that's because we were kind of processing all the post game press conferences and all the locker room stuff and kind of uploading it to the website and also uploading it to social media too. So even though I was kind of known as a photographer and on the Yahoo beat for that, I was also in the locker room kind of holding the mic or kind of filming stuff here and there and kind of uploading it all to social too. So there was definitely long nights and also getting an Uber uh, in Philadelphia to the arena is very difficult. We had to like walk like 20 minutes outside of the arena and it's also a private property. Um, so like cars just can't go in and out of the arena. So that's, that's a whole other issue. Um, but yeah, looking back at it, it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about it. Like, yeah, like the balance wasn't there, but after, after the playoffs were over, I got a little bit of a break. Um, and I was ready to go back at it too. So things like that, like I didn't see it as kind of like work and I, I, I would rather be doing that than like sitting at home right now, kind of going through the motions as a, as a social producer right now. I, I love being on the field and kind of interacting with different people. Um, but yeah, as, as you said, balance is important too because you can hit a point where maybe obligations at home with family and, and relationships and all that kind of take precedent. And it's always important to kind of have that juggle and have that balance and also communicate that way and have that understanding. Yeah, for sure. I can certainly attest to the love of being on the field and it's really crazy what, what, how like drastic your life can change once you actively pursue something that you're passionate about. And I think for a lot of people, you know, a lot of students listening right now, I think that's a really important takeaway from all of this is you got to pursue what you're passionate about. And that makes a big difference when it comes to your whole mentality and mental health as, overall. Um, so the on the Yahoo Canada aspect of things, it was quite the bittersweet story since Yahoo laid off a bunch of people from their content department a short time later, including yourself. I was on social around that time that happened. I really couldn't believe there was a bunch of talented people being let go as a student entering the industry. I was like, you know, what, what does this mean for everybody else coming, coming right behind them? Did that hinder your confidence a little bit? And what impact does the lack of job stability in the sports industry have on your mentality on a daily basis? Yeah, it, 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 it gave me a different perspective. Um, definitely heading into the job. I thought, okay, like this is somewhere I was going to be for a little bit of time. I was have my sights on other opportunities and all that kind of thing. But I didn't think it would be eight months long. I thought at least a year, then I can kind of reevaluate uh, my position. And I always want to go out on my own terms too, whether it is pursuing another opportunity or maybe going freelance or anything like that too. Um, but it just gave me a different perspective. Like these companies, like at the end of the day, like even though they they say they care and all that kind of stuff, they 
they got to make sure the money is right at the end of the day. And if it is cutting a few people or a department of people, and we've seen that over the past couple of months with, uh, with, with the Bell Media layoffs and even the HuffPost layoffs uh, just last week. So it kind of gave me the perspective that any, even in the future, any jobs that I have, you'd never be too comfortable too. like always be looking out for yourself. And, um, and it was a very bitter, bittersweet time. Like when I put out the tweet, everyone was kind of saying like, oh, like I can't wait to see what you do next. Um, and that put a lot of pressure on me too. Like uh, when applying for different jobs, I didn't want to pursue something that didn't live up to the kind of standard that I've already set. I kind of don't want to kind of go away because I've built up all this momentum in 2019. And I don't want to kind of bumble that. And, and I had to turn down a couple of job opportunities because I thought, okay, it may be a job, but I won't be happy here. in let's say a couple of weeks or a few months, because I always have my mind kind of set on a bigger and better thing. And if, if for me being in a position where it's kind of less than what I was doing, or maybe, maybe it is a better paying job or has benefits and all that kind of stuff. But if it doesn't make me happy and it doesn't really align with where I think my career can kind of take me, then it'll just be a period of time where I kind of regret and I don't want to do that uh, in my life. And so kind of advice for kind of people like yourself and other students kind of going into the industry is always, always be confident in yourself and kind of pick the right opportunities for you. Don't always take the first opportunity handed to you because you always have to think about uh, things down the line, whether it is your career and always have to look out for yourself financially too, because that's always important. Um, but always remember that you, you can be laid off at any time. And we've seen that. So just have a, a little bit of a backup plan, kind of going in like, okay, like I'm at this job right now. It could not exist in a few months from now. So like, what can I do to kind of prepare myself, whether it is going out networking, have your resume already prepared and uh, ready to send out because as soon as those uh, 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 knock on wood layoffs happen, um, you always want to make, make sure you're prepared and like people will reach out being like, okay, like I, I think I know of an opportunity here and there. And people are really good at that, especially on Twitter and social media, like I got a bunch of DMs being like, oh, you should apply here or, or apply here and there. And that's how I ended up getting the MLB position uh, was through someone I've, I've met, network, network with. He works with the Blue Jays and he said, hey, uh, the Blue Jays are looking for a live content creator for the season coming up. You should apply for it. And even though I only did that job for 10 weeks uh, with the pandemic happening and the season closing down. I kind of used my already existing uh, skills as a graphic designer and kind of pivoted. And so I worked as a graphic designer for the season and probably this season two, the Jays won't even end up playing in Toronto. Um, so I'll probably just be doing graphic design uh, for the whole season anyways. Yeah, that's that's a really you know, key thing to, to really learn from all of this is you, you have to enjoy the moment of where you are and where you're working currently, but you also have to plan ahead because this industry is so, I'm not going to say unstable. It's just a little and less secure than, a, than others out there. So those pursuing this industry really have to be prepared to pivot. Like you just said, so you rebounded quite nicely after getting let go landing that job, as you mentioned with the MLB in their graphic design department, as well as with uninterrupted as a content specialist, what would you say, has been your key to success behind being able to jump between roles and within different organizations, because you mentioned you wear a number of hats in the industry. And how are you staying motivated in a time where live sports are still limited? I know it's unfortunate. I've seen a couple of live sports just because the Rams are still practicing a little bit, but you know, for everybody else in the industry, who's not privy to opportunities like that, how is, how is life really treating those content creators and social media managers out there? 
Yeah, uh, like I kind of mentioned earlier, earlier, like there's nothing to look forward to. Uh, we're, we're just at home and all that kind of stuff. But I've used this time to kind of hone in on my graphic design and also do stuff for myself. Um, throughout this month, I've been doing just little photo ma manipulations of a couple of basketball players and Raptors players and all that kind of stuff. And I haven't done that in a while. And I would throw, throughout even last year, I wasn't designing for fun. I was just designing for, for work and MLB and all that kind of stuff. Um, but just to keep yourself motivating, I think there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it may be a little bit longer in Canada, especially now, but just, just know that once those events start happening, there's going to be such a demand for uh, producers and, and videographers and photographers because there's going to be a bajillion events in Canada and Toronto, especially whether it is concerts or live events or even sports. So just hold, hold on. It is a little bit unmotivating. Like I didn't do as much photography as I wanted to last year. I like, I could probably count on my hand the amount of times I went out and kind of shot for myself. So um, yeah, just, just, just sit back, kind of maybe explore different options, whether it is uh, finding a new, finding a new skill, learning a new skill, like graphic design or uh, Photoshop or uh, After Effects and all that kind of stuff. And also just go out for fun. I know, I know COVID re restrictions and lockdown and depending on where you, you're kind of situated, rules may vary, but just go out kind of even by yourself, kind of just go out and kind of explore different genres. So, and so just to keep that kind of uh, skill set already in, in, uh, in your pocket. And then when, once everything kind of opens up, I'm hoping by the end of the year, um, there's going to be such a demand. So just, just hold put for, for a little bit longer. Yeah. Patience is a, patience is a virtue. It sounds cliche, but it's actually true. And especially in a time like this, it definitely requires a lot of patience. And for those of you who don't know, Keyshawn has also, you know, adapted new skills and begun practicing new techniques still, even when live events are, are gone. And this podcast in general was born because the pandemic existed. So mm -hmm. there are a lot of things out there. I think a lot of people, you know, don't necessarily realize that there's a lot of creative opportunities you can do by yourself it is hard because you know mentality wise you know, the lack of social social interaction is can be grueling on some people but there are opportunities to take advantage of and so for you you've also developed a passion for teaching alongside photography graphic design social media management the list goes on and on <laughs> partnering with canon to run workshops and summer camps what was the inspiration behind that decision to incorporate teaching into your already busy schedule and what does it mean to you to be able to share your experiences with others and, you know, kind of, kind of, again, another cliche to draw here from, but kind of coach the next generation of, of those content creators that want to be like you, that want to be, you know, right where you are right now and, and experience everything that you've seen before. Yeah. So um, it, it, it all kind of came into fruition kind of in 2019. So even though I went to school for like sports broadcasting and all that kind of stuff, I was never like in front of the camera. I was, I never kind of signed up for those hosting positions and I was always behind the, behind the scenes of doing all that kind of stuff. But when, once 2019 came around, different opportunities came up, whether it was kind of speaking on a panel um, with uh, after the playoff run with the creator class and Canon partnership, and then doing my own series of workshops uh, in the, in the fall of 2019 kind of got me thinking, okay, like I, I, I love kind of going out and shooting, but I also love kind of, uh, teaching people as well and just through my experience of getting dms here and there getting people asking me for advice I, i've noticed that hey like i do have knowledge that people would like to gain insight from 
And a, an opportunity came up uh, last year during the summer with people I've worked with in the past through the creator class. And they were kind of setting up their own kind of summer camp with Canon and thought that would be a good idea to kind of bring me on as one of the instructors. So that was a little pilot project back in 2020. And then Canon kind of went back and kind of realized, okay, what can we do with this program? And at the end of 2020, they kind of brought me on as, uh, I guess, like the lead camp instructor um, and basically kind of helping up set up the program, kind of using the curriculum that was built out uh, last summer and kind of implementing that and then kind of helping onboard instructors and all that kind of stuff. So I always never want to be a gatekeeper in this industry and, and kind of giving off all the advice. And I know a lot of people have bad kind of experiences when when hitting up people that they idolize in the city. And, and I never want to give people like a, a bad taste in their mouth when interacting with me. I never want to uh, withhold any information. If you want to know what my camera setup is, what settings I use, all of that kind of stuff, I'm more than happy to give that away because I think a lot of times with, with people that they're, they're a little bit afraid of like, okay, if I give away all this information, maybe they're going to take my job. And you should never have that mentality because, um, in this industry, you know, it's very competitive that there's so many people that can do so many incredible things. And there's so many talented people. And if you have that mentality in the back of your head being like, okay, I'm just going to gatekeep this. Um, you're not going to go forward at the end of the day. You, you most of the times, like you want to be hands-on, but also um, you want to be hands-off too. You want to be kind of leading your own team, whether it is in creative direction or kind of hiring people to kind of facilitate all that kind of stuff. And same thing goes with teaching, right? Kind of teaching the next generation. And I wish I had someone kind of teaching me photography fundamentals when I was uh, growing up in middle school and early high school days, because I was self-taught, learned through the school of YouTube, um, didn't go to school for photography at all. It was just kind of picking up a camera and kind of learning uh, as I go. But having something like uh, a virtual camp or hopefully in, in the future, a real life camp kind of teaching photography um, these kids are going to learn a lot from me and all the instructors that they have kind of teaching them and hopefully kind of pursue photography as a career later on the line, whether it is a side hustle or a side gig or something that they do on weekends, uh, along with their kind of uh, careers. I think photography is such an amazing thing that even, even if you want to pursue it as a passion, kind of going on vacations or kind of going out with friends, it's such a good, great way of building a community. And community is a big reason why I do the things that I do today. I've, I've met so many great people and that kind of goes into kind of getting job opportunities too. You never want to come across someone that you wouldn't want to work with. And a lot of time, all the jobs that I've gotten today is through networking and know through people that I've known. And that just comes with not being a gatekeeper and kind of giving advice here and there, because you could give, give advice one day and they'll turn around and be like, okay, um, I'm working on this project. I need uh, I need someone to help out with this and that and all that kind of stuff. And you could just line yourself a bunch of more jobs that way and a bunch of more opportunities that way too. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely about bettering the community for a lack of a better word. It's about, you know, helping each other out and support in this community. It's a great one to be a part of and support in this community and collaboration is probably two of the most important things that I've found while being a part of it. And that's just really refreshing to hear that, you know, the, the younger content creators aren't afraid to lend a hand to people learning to lend a hand to people just entering the industry and to lend a hand to people who want to be where they currently are. And it's, it's quite humbling to hear that. So that's just a great way to wrap things up. Keyshawn mystery. He's a digital content producer with the MLB and uninterrupted. He's the man behind the 
most iconic photos of the Raptors championship run. I'm sure everyone listening right now has seen those <laughs> photos. Make sure to follow him on social to see all his latest work. Keyshawn, as one of my biggest inspirations in the creative field, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk mental health and sports. I can't wait to see what's coming down the pipeline on your end in 2021. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. It was, a, it was a pleasure being here. Uh, amazing to be on the platform and and I hope to see and work alongside you in the future too uh, fellow fellow sport media graduate in the future <laughs> so I've been thinking the past few days haven't been the greatest pandemic coronavirus going on right now COVID-19 for those people there's no sports going on right now which means I can't work people are going to the grocery store and fighting over toilet paper and so today I thought would be the perfect day to kind of start up my YouTube channel and bring you my first ever video on this channel. So today we're gonna get right into it and go over what's in my camera bag in 2020. So starting off with the camera body,